When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You are now in the Corn Roof Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clinton. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Corn Roof Podcast. I'm your host, Jared Klim, alongside my co-host, Mr. Kev. Great show today. We are talking everything from soccer to football to baseball to NBA to UFC. We're hitting everything today except college football, which is insane. Usually that's the first thing we bring up usually. But anyway, starting off, the man who helped win my fantasy league last year, Dalvin, thank you for the 240. Uh, Dalvin Cook is asking for a contract extension with the Minnesota Vikings. He announced, what was it, this morning, Kev, or last night? Last night, I think. Last night, so it was Monday night, the 8th. He asked for, he said he would no longer participate in OTAs, training camp, or anything of the sort until a new contract was reached. He's going to full holdout. And I have a few thoughts on this. First off, um, according to our, our own Dan Mater, through his sources, he's getting, apparently, Dalvin's asking for about 13 mil a year. That's. You know, that's up in the air. We're not completely sure, but that's the number that's getting floated around right now. But me and Mark Riley already talked about on Twitter before. I don't think he's going to get even close to what Zeke or Todd Gurley got. One, Todd Gurley was a premature extension. And two, Zeke has not missed a game except for a suspension. Kev, what are your thoughts on Dalvin Cook before I go in on this? I think Dalvin Cook's an idiot. I think it makes no sense to hold out. I think if the Vikings pay him one of these contracts, they're also idiots. But they're the Vikings, so yeah, it makes sense. True. I'm big on don't pay your running backs. I've made that very clear. If you want to give them big money, make sure it's short term. But no running back's going to take that. They want big money long term. Which is dumb. Decent running backs are a dime a dozen in the draft. After three or four years in, guys kind of start falling off already. I know that's earlier. Like, 30 is the death number, but... The Unless most you're Frank Gore. Yeah. So there are outliers to everything, but you can get a replacement running back in the second or third round of the draft, or a couple throughout the draft, and not pay him an absurd amount of money and hold up your cap space. The issue with the Vikings is basically they have there's three issues this that Dalvin Cook is looking at right now. One he is basically their offense. When he wasn't in, their offense would struggle. Yes, Alexander Madison actually averaged more yards per carry with 4.6 to Cook's 4.5, but Cook was way more dangerous. And also, that yards per carry average is the dumbest stat on the planet because Cook had, like I think it was like eight times the touches, 
it was something yeah. around that. So, and when Cook wasn't in the game, they're off because there's a fear factor to Dalvin Cook because of his big playability. Where if you see Alexander Madison in the back, you're like, all right, he might break a 20 yarder, but he's not gonna, you know, smoke us for 80 yards and a touchdown. To me, the other issue is he sees his quarterback, who basically is a glorified game manager at this point, getting paid X amount of dollar, whatever Kirk Cousins was it 20 a year he's making right now. Something dumb. Something ridiculous. He made 84 over two years. Oh, four years. So, yeah, it's like $21 million or something around that. I'm going to take a shot and say $21 million. Kev's looking it up right now. But I honestly, when I look at Cook, the issue is, one, Alexander Madison is a decent backup. But I, I was listening to your boy Cowherd today. I'm, I'm being sarcastic, of course. And he said the issue with Cook is his backup has enough of a yards per carry average where they could survive without him. My theory is, you know, Kev, I'm the opposite. I am all about paying good running backs, but you got to make sure you better be damn sure that you are paying the right running back. So paying Zeke, smart. Paying a Miles Sanders, smart. Paying a McCaffrey, smart. You want paying Saquon, smart. You want a paying Gurley, stupid. You want to make sure the running back one is not injury prone. Two, he can fit in multiple dimensions of your offense. Three. He's an essential cog and fits in not only your, in your team, your scheme, and your locker room. And you can keep him up until the age of 30 or 31, and he'll still produce enough. Whereas a lot of these running backs right now are getting these massive contracts. Like, Le'Veon Bell just didn't look the same this year. Todd Gurley, I think he's only he's only, he's never going to be what he was two years ago. And the, the, the Seahawks have proven... You can basically have an 85-year-old Marshawn Lynch and a bunch of replacements and still move the ball enough to keep Russell Wilson upright. So unless your running back is an elite talent or is a guy who can play in his 30s like a Peterson, McCoy, or Frank Gore, who are running backs who were in our childhood, basically, it's not worth the paycheck. I will agree with you. My issue with Dalvin Cook is ACL tear, the shoulder surgery in college or in high school, actually. And you look at his production. Yes, he had a breakout year this year. But he should have said something to management in the offseason and not right earlier in the offseason before. Now it's like, okay, we're getting sort of close to minicamp time. COVID's letting up. People are starting to go back to the facilities. If I'm Delvin Cook, I should have asked two months ago. It's like, all right, you you let Stephon Diggs go. Now pay the guy who basically was your offense last year. But right now, I don't think I don't think he's gonna get more than ten million a year. I think at ten million is a good flat rate for him because of his game breaking ability. But it should be a lot of incentives and a lot of option years because is he gonna stay healthy? That's the kicker. Yeah, I think also if I were Dalvin Cook, I wouldn't be asking for this. I would not be. You had a breakout year, yes. If you're a free agent, ask for more money then. But if you're not a free agent, you just have a breakout year in the middle of your contract. You should not be saying I should be paid like a top guy. No, you had one good year. True. If you do it next year, yeah, we'll give you more money because it showed you can do it two years in a row. Hopefully, you can do it more. He doesn't want to be. You don't want to be Melvin Gordon. Also, I looked it up in 2020. Kirk Cousins is going to be making 21 million with his signing bonus. 2021, he's going to be making 31 million. And then 2022, he's going to be making 45 million. The Vikings are literally going to fall off the map. And so this is their window. It's this year. Yeah. This is I, it. This is their one year to make it. 
Because yes, they have a rookie receiver, but they're gonna they pay they have to pay Thielen. Yeah, I mean, and they're gonna have to pay they're gonna have to pay half their defense. They have no corners, but like you know, they're gonna have to pay you know their Daniel Hunter. They're gonna have to pay like Eric Kendricks. How the hell are they gonna like? The Vikings are literally driving towards a cliff, and they're the brakes stopped working. Yeah, and the breakdown on that contract is ridiculous. So this year for 2020. $9.5 million base salary, $11 million signing bonus, and then a $500,000 workout bonus. What hits the cap? What what? I, I've always been confused by this cap. Do you know what actually hits your cap and what doesn't? Uh, Well, teams will break up the signing bonus. They'll just front load it and put that all in year one, generally. So I'm looking at um SpotRack because that's the website I use for all of my salary cap questions. So this for 2020, 9.5 base salary, 11 million signing bonus, and then but his cap hit is 21,000. Uh, no, so cap hit's just base salary. No, it's total. So base salary, signing, and then the workout bonus. I'm looking, trying to figure this out. I'm not great with the cap right now. But then 2021, 21 million dollar base salary, 10 million signing bonus, 31 million dollar cap hit. 2022, $35 million base salary, $10 million signing, $45 million cap it. The only signing, the only saving grace for them right now is the fact that the cap is going up, what, next year or the year after? They hope. It's going to – there is the potential for it because all the leagues are talking about now, the salary cap is going to go down or remain stagnant for a lot of leagues when they thought it was going to keep going up with uh, COVID. It's – they know that Especially a lot of – Especially in baseball and basketball, where like <laughs> they were gonna, they they got hosed. NFL, I feel like dodged the bullet though because they are so much later into the pandemic. Yes, but their their revenues will still take a hit. Yeah, I mean, my buddy was texting me today about going to Eagles Cowboys in November on November first. I hope those tickets are available. I hope I'm allowed to go to the game, but it's gonna be interesting. Yeah, you'll probably be allowed to, depending on how the government goes, but it's also how many fans are going to be comfortable going and sitting in a crowded stadium. Yeah, I know you will, but that's a big question these leagues don't know. By the they time the government like, say you can go out again and go to these yeah. big crowd events, that doesn't mean everyone's going to be comfortable with doing it. It's the same thing my mom asked me the other day. She goes, hey, so uh, when your gym's open up next Wednesday. I'm like, yeah, it is. She goes, are you excited? I'm like, I'm ecstatic. And she goes – well, how are they going to do this? I'm like, if they do it by capacity, I'm never going to be able to go in because my gym is always packed. It's it's a city gym. It's like there it, it takes out. It's like there's so many people go in. If they just do a free go, which is a very real possibility, especially with the way that company runs, I, I'm not afraid of going in there. But I know there's about 30% of the population of my who goes to my gym who will avoid that place like the plague until at least August. So I listen. Either way, I'm fine with it. But I think with the NFL, they're going to lose a little revenue with the cap this year. I think next year they, they will rebound, but I don't think they'll get to the cap jump they thought they were going to get. I think this COVID thing kind of regulated a lot of salary caps for a lot of leagues. Yeah, they're going to go back up eventually as time goes yeah, on. Yeah, it's going to be – instead of next year, it's going to be three years from now. Yeah, yeah, and it's concerned about when they'll reach the point they thought next year would get to. It might not be three years. It might it's going to hose a lot of team salary caps. Yeah, it's. I'm not sure how much it's going to decrease, 
I feel like if it does decrease, they might tell teams like, hey, you're going to get a one year grace period kind of stuff like that. I feel like players might be some players might be a little more open to renegotiating. Yeah, so you're gonna see like a lot of guys who are in their like late th- like her like late twenties, early thirties, who are like at the back end of their monster deal, be like, all right, I want to stay here. Don't kill my contract. Yeah. All right. Um, Kev, you got something about Kaepernick. You want to elaborate quick? There is belief again that Colin Kaepernick will be signed this upcoming year. Uh, he's. Someone said the Vikings should sign him as a way to, like, make up for Minnesota, which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Uh, people who say stuff like that don't actually understand football. I think it was a former player. Oh, I forget who. And that's the worst part. Like, even off my state. I, I remember I saw it on Twitter. Um, Listen, like, if the Dolphins want to sign him instead of, like, you know, what's-his-face to let Tua kind of sit on the – ride the bench a little bit or – you know, Chargers to let uh, Herbert ride the bench. But to me, like, everyone's got to realize Cap is, what, almost 30 at this point? 32. 32. All right, he's got about three more years left. Maybe four, max. Yeah. Uh, it was also former NFL spokesman Joe Lockhart. All right. Can I, I remind people Kaepernick's claim to fame was being a, a dual-threat quarterback? Unless he still runs a 4-5 flat, I, he's a pocket guy to me at this point. Yeah, I think also, though, Colin Kaepernick should have been in the league the last three years. Yes. I think blackballing is a bit extreme. I don't think all the owners came together and said, hey, don't sign this guy. But I think given his skill set and kind of where they thought his career was going, it, it, there was a red flag there. Because he was going to be a backup, uh, sometimes he's going to come in kind of guy. And they didn't want the media circus that would have come from him. But people are saying, like, oh, his skill set doesn't – shows he shouldn't be in the league are just wrong. No, I'm – the dude is still a freaking bazooka. Like, <laughs> let's be honest here. Dude's got a better arm than, like, you know, half the quarterbacks that are in this league right now. The issue to me in it, it's – it's – I – listen – I think well and good right now, Kaepernick should be in the league. Not as a starter, except for the two teams earlier I mentioned and possibly Washington because Dwayne Haskins is a joke. He's got a great arm. He cl- he knows how to win a ball game, and he can, he can, he can get out of the pocket. He's not going to blow by defenders like he did back in the 2012, 2013, 2014 playoffs. It's, that's, it's not going to be like that anymore. But I don't like, think they not, made the playoffs in 14. Oh, they didn't, okay, whatever. It was 2013, 2012, whatever it was. When back when they were like, you know, this great team with Harbaugh. It's he's not going to be like that again. But he has a great arm. The accuracy's still somewhat there. And honestly, if if I need a backup or a guy to facilitate a couple games when my rookie kind of gets a hold of the system, I'll give Kaepernick a job. I mean, I can't say that for my team because my team's got one of the top ten best quarterbacks in the league, but. I will say maybe to a team that's just drafted somebody or has no idea what the hell they're doing at quarterback, why not? It makes sense to me. I think he should have been in the league the last three years. I understand why he wasn't just since that the media circus. I don't think he was blackballed. I agree with you there. And I think once they saw what he was asking from the XFL, 
I think teams were like, dude, like, you, you, we get it. You make a lot of money from Nike for your campaign, but, like, you realize you're not a bona fide starter. We're not going to pay you like one. Yeah, I mean, and people are like, oh, his last year was terrible. Yeah, his last year was terrible. His last year, the team did horribly with a bad roster under Chip Kelly. But in 11 starts, he threw for 2,241 yards and had a 4-1 to touchdown-to-interception ratio. Which is considered great by NFL standards. He and if you want to are if you're still trying to argue that his skill set's not there, not you, Jared, but people, then they just don't like Kaepernick because he disrespected the flag. This was never about the flag. It was about police brutality. I've explained that to people my entire existence as a sports writer, and I've come around. Originally, I wasn't a fan of his protest. I was always a fan of what he stood for, and I'm always for it. Clearly, we talk as we're going through like this crazy stuff right now with George Floyd and everything else, but. As I got a little, as I saw perspective, you know, I have friends who grew up in a different situation than me. I have friends who are African-American. I have friends who are Spanish. And I see things different perspective now with Kaepernick. And I see, all right, it was never about the flag, as Drew Brees brutally found out last week. It was about, you know, the George Floyds, the Freddie Grays, the Eric Gardners. That's what it's about. And unfortunately... Some some Joe, whatever his name is, out in some conservative area, whatever, said, oh, it's about the flag. No, it's not. It's never been about the flag. And unfortunately, I think that did hurt Kaepernick's comeback a little bit. I don't think he'll ever be a starter in this league, except for maybe like a, like, you know, a placeholder role until the rookie gets ready. But, you know, listen, guy was guy was literally threw that ball four inches higher. Crabtree catches it. Game's over. Niners won the Super Bowl at 12. So, I mean, he's not a bad quarterback by any stretch. No, and also, if anyone still wants to argue that he was disrespectful to the flag or whatever, look at how he was initially protesting. Just look that up real quick. Because he was just sitting on the bench. And then a Green Beret recommended, hey, Nate Boyle, right? I forget his name. But said, hey, I it's just coming off bad. Why don't you get up but just kneel during the National Anthem? I'll still get attention, but it will kind of take away people saying it's against the flag. It's disrespectful to the flag. And he did that. He was open to criticism and changing his protest to get his message across in a respectful way to those who died for the flag. Which shows an ability to change, especially to get across the message. Also, might add, people who died for the flag protecting his right to do that. Yeah, it's a right to free speech. That's it's First Amendment 101. I took a whole class on it. Trust me. I even have my textbook. I'm staring right at it. Hated that class. Only because it was so repetitive. But all right. Next up, Kev, we got some more baseball news. Apparently the MLBPA is going to reject the 76 game offer by the MLB and the owners today. Reportedly, because of the delay the MLB owners have been throwing at the MLBPA, the 4th of July start date has been shopped, which oh, is such a missed opportunity. That was a home run, no pun intended. Uh, like, honestly, are you kidding me? You get to start the most American sport of all time besides football on 4th of July? Like, that just sounds epic to me, and the MLB found a way to screw this up. And now... It looks like there will be baseball, though, in 2020, 
that is the report now because the owners are starting to kind of bend. They wanted 50, now it's 76. The the uh, I think the the MLBPA is trying to get about 90 ish. I think the range they were looking for, but we'll see what happens. What is your thoughts on the MLB? And I think you you had a little nip about uh, Mr. Manfred too. Yeah, but also I mean the proposal the I think it was the 76 proposal. Players weren't a huge fan of that because Trevor Bauer tweeted the prorated salary that the league was the owners were recommending was it was 47% of games for 35% of salary which is such a cluster it it should just be hey whatever percentage of games we play that's what percentage of salary you're getting i i don't like the owners are coming i like i said this when we did our live stream 2 weeks ago i said the owners are coming off like such villains right now like half of america's out of work and you guys are bitching about percentages of salary that the players earn by playing those games. Do you realize how big a scumbags you guys come off looking like right now? Yeah, and the biggest saving grace, though, to there will definitely be a season is uh, New York Times, I was reading it, said that uh, Commissioner Rob Manfred, if the MLBPA and the owners cannot come to agreement, Rob Manfred can just make a salary and say, or make a, uh, make a schedule and say, hey, here's what you're playing. Which, honestly... I think Manfred's just kind of done at this point. I think Manfred's probably sitting there like, you morons had the gold mine opportunity to be the first sport back, but now you're screwing this up because the owners don't want to pay all the money and the players want to play more games to earn the money. This is the owner's fault. It it totally is the owner's fault for one. Like, usually the players have a grievance here. Usually I'm a very pro player, but... Usually there's fault on both sides. This is like 99% the owner's fault here in baseball. Yeah, and I think Rob Manfred also could just go, you know what, fine. If you guys aren't going to make an agreement, no season. You're not making any money. Which a lot of the owners were okay with, which I do not want to happen because I want baseball. I know I, you could care less, but you know I, I I'm excited for the season to have sports back. I can see I think it'd be a good move for Manfred to do that. Just come out and say, hey, if you guys don't come to an agreement, we're not having a season. And then if they still don't have an agreement, force them to have a season. Tell them what they're playing. Which I kind of do like that emergency powers kind of thing. It's kind of a nice thing to say. Kev, USA Soccer's back in the news. Fill me in on some of the beautiful game. Let's go. So U.S. Soccer, uh, a couple years ago in 2016, when Kaepernick was at his peak with his protest, banned players from kneeling during the national anthem. Similar to what the NFL did, but they didn't give players the option just to stay in the locker room. They just said, you can't kneel. You got to be out there. Players are pissed about it. That's come back up again because it's been an ongoing rule since then. Uh, U.S. Soccer is considering a repeal of that rule and allowing players to kneel during the national anthem. Oh, considering. Cons- okay. You know, yes. Wow. U.S. soccer, I swear to God, Kev, you want to go work in their PR department? We probably like save them millions of dollars a year. We probably make a lot of money doing it. Yeah. I mean, and also depending on what source you go to, they're not considering it. They're discussing it or reviewing it. So they're not definitely talking about no kneeling. They're just, Talking about getting rid of the rule, they're talking. They're just talking about the rule. They might do it. Maybe. This is up there with like Breeze with his original comments last week. 
dude, or Dabo's com- your boy Dabo's comments. Like, damn, guys, like, read the room. Like, how bad are your PR departments? I failed out of PR. I know this is a bad idea. I have never taken a PR class in my life. But one way just to spin this way better would just be coming out and saying, hey, we're most likely going – we are repealing this. We're just discussing how we're going to do it. If it's immediately, if we want to talk about something – like, just say you're talking about repealing it. It's going to happen. We're just trying to figure something out. That sounds way better than they're discussing the rule. It's just a bad look for USA Soccer, who honestly is already in the doghouse because they basically didn't, they didn't make the World Cup last year, last well, two years ago now. Oh, the men's team didn't. Yeah, the men's team. The men's team looking like crap. The women's team, they're still the darlings. They got my ba- they actually got my sugar mama on on their team. So yeah, I mean, the women's team is going to should be the decider of this, but also they won't pay the women's team for their production, so they clearly don't care what the women's team thinks. It's just a big old cluster F when it comes to soccer in America, apparently. All right, and then you got uh, my boy Nick Nurse in the news again. Kev, <laughs> let's let's elaborate on what this guy uh, said this week. So he proposed. So with the new NBA format for the playoffs, there's not going to be a traditional home court advantage. And Nick Nurse coached in the Belgian league for a year. And the way they do things over there for their playoffs are weird. They have different divisions. And if you're a Division 1 and you're playing a Division 2, you get the score starts out 10 nothing. If you're playing Division 3, the score starts out 20 to nothing. If you're playing Division 4, score starts out 30 to nothing. And Nick Nurse's proposal to the NBA is, we're just going to do that. All right, Nick, I, I-, I love you. You're one he of the might have folks. been joking. I just read it. I, I hope to God he was stoned out of his mind when he proposed this. Are you kidding me? Hey, it is a Canadian team. It is legal up there. I know. Here, he, okay, so oh, stop. Just, just pause. Put the printing press down for a second. All right. First off, you're going to tell me. All right, let's say I the, a D1 team, the Bucks, takes on a, what, D3 team, but the, um, I don't know, what's a bottom-level East team? Uh, the Wizards, if they make it. They're going to be or the, the eight wi- oh, oh, no, the, the Magic, who sneak in by the skin of their tail. The Magic take on the Bucks. You're going to tell me the Magic got to start down minus 30 to the damn Bucks? Are you kidding me? You really think Giannis is going to pull off the gas when he's up by 30 to start the game? He's going to try to bury you by halftime. It just doesn't make sense to me. Oh, or you're playing the Lakers or the Clippers, who basically are just going to shut you down and just score on you like crazy if you're on bottom seat like the Mavericks. It's not fair. Like, it's just stupid to me. I can't deal with this. I think him bringing up the numbers the Belgian League uses makes this look worse than it is. They're obviously not going to do 30 to nothing to start, 20 to nothing to start. If they do it, they're not going to. But if they even consider doing this, it would be 5 or 10 max. Or you just get the ball to start. I don't. I don't know. Like, like shit. Uh, there are other proposals. Another one is start of the game is the tip off, and then the higher seed or whoever will be the home team that game gets it for the second, third, and fourth quarters. I could see that. That seems, that seems like a fair advantage at least for the f- first couple of games. I, it's just, it's gonna be so weird, man. If you told me on March 10th this is what sports would be like as of June 10th, wow. 
It's been three months. Holy shit. Yeah. Three months without sports, folks. I I, I am flabbergasted. Three months without I, me going into the office either. Oh, my God. I've been working the whole time, except for this week. I like well, a baby I've been working. Game. I just haven't been in the office. Yeah. We, we've enjoyed it because you actually helped me run my uh, helped me run this podcast more when you're not in the office. Yeah. God, what do you, what am I going to do when you go back to work? I'm screwed. I should yeah. hire an intern. I should hire an intern. We should. Mike, Blaine, you guys should listen to every podcast Belly Up produces. Get us interns. Yeah, just get us an intern for us. We'll pay him in beer or, or wine. If it's oh, you don't have to pay interns. I'll pay an intern. I don't care. Listen, I was an intern once. I was unpaid, and I felt like shit. I'll pay an intern. Yeah. Uh, wise words to our listeners. If you're looking at internships, don't get a political one. They definitely don't pay you. Don't also work at a stadium. They don't pay you either. So yeah, get us an intern. That's the key. That's the point of all of this. Forget Nick Nurse. Forget U.S. Soccer. Get us an intern. Get us an intern. Yes, because especially if whoever, whatever they are, we'll treat them like a little brother or sister to us, and we'll literally like bring them on the show. It'll be hysterical. It'll be definitely a good time. Why are we talking about if we're gonna pay these interns? We don't get paid. Very true. That's right. Listeners. Maybe the third highest paid employee at the, at the, at the, at the site. Give them a dollar a week. Yeah. Here's a buck and a beer. Go crazy. Honestly, you told me to do social media for for somebody for a day, but I'll give you a six-pack of beer a week to do social media for me. And if I was in college, I'd do that. Are you kidding me? All right. Yeah. That's right, people. We don't get paid. We just do this for the love of the game. Yeah, we're, we, we, are, we are investing in our futures here by hopefully somebody either buying Belly Up out or we catching some serious breaks. All right, last but not least, UFC Island was announced. It'll be the dates July 11th, 15th, 18th, and 25th. The matchups are Usman versus Burns, Volachich or Volachak versus Holloway, and then Van versus Eldo. May I say this once? Screw you, Dana White. John Jones... Your biggest superstar has told you to go F yourself. Oh, and no McGregor or any of the Diaz brothers. You know, no real fights here. Just, like, the only name that's even recognizable besides Aldo is Halloway. This sucks. Like, I am so mad about this. Like, like, sh- like this is what the biggest beef I have with the UFC is they're not regulated. Basically, Dana, what Dana White and the governing, whatever those brothers who, who help run the league, help run it, to say goes and the issue is is that dana white has beef with a superstar john jones um he can screw john jones over like let's just talk about this we can even refer to the sketchy ass drug tester on the cormier fight that cormier got his ass kicked in but because you know cormier's dana white's boy it was wink wink controversial even though jones has been tested repeatedly since you know or you know um also, let's talk about the fact that McGregor, you can't talk McGregor out of retirement. You can't get any of the Diaz brothers out. Like, like what the hell? You can't even get, like, any of the good female fighters out, like Van Zant or, I don't even, or Nunez, any of these girls. Like, you can't get anybody, any of the good superstars out anymore. Where's, like, Cowboy Cerrone or, or, or Condon or I, – I just – I can't anymore with these guys, man. It's just – this this could have been so cool, the UFC Island. Now it just looks stupid as hell. I can't. I mean, I 
I was going to say, I get why McGregor's not going. He's doing his best to pull a Brett Favre. He's retired for the third time. And, yeah, I know you love John Jones. I... Oh, no, he's, really not a great, he's not a great person. Yeah, and you don't want him to get too famous. You don't want the star of UFC to have someone connected with cocaine. You can say whatever you want about the last drug test, but he has failed for cocaine before. You don't want that as the Conor face McGregor of the UFC. Also for a chair through a bus. Okay, so yeah, you also don't want that as the face of the UFC. But he was for the last, like, three years. I get it, they're trying to do an image yeah. thing, but you gotta work with what you work with. UFC is never gonna be like you're bat you're like you're like you're in every home every night kind of thing. It's going to be a little edgy. That's what it's good at. And also, McGregor wasn't the face of the UFC essay just because of their marketing. It's because it was Conor McGregor and what he does on Twitter, his antics. Like it's not UFC's marketing that made him the face of it. It's Conor McGregor that made Conor McGregor. The they, face. they tried so hard to make Daniel Cormier the face of UFC towards the end of his career. Like you're never going to get a Chuck Liddell who had a very clean record, or George St. Pierre who's old as hell now. You're never going to get those guys again. You are going to get some characters like John Jones who has had drug problems. But is the most dominant fighter I've ever seen. Or McGregor, who's got all these off, off antics. You've got Habib, who basically threatened to kill Dana White. Like, it's... Or Khabib, whatever his fuck... He wears the, the big Russian fluff hat on his head. I don't know. Anyway, the way UFC is fumbling this. And I never thought I'd say that sentence because UFC apparently can do anything wrong forever. But now I'm like... UFC Island was so hyped up, and now it's just, that's what I get? Really? I, I don't know. UFC screwed up here. That's my take on UFC. I don't watch it enough. Yeah. I watch it sparingly. When Jones is on, I watch it. Or if it's a big fight, that's about it. Um, my, a lot of my buddies watch it intensely. All right. Kev, you got something weird for me? I do have something really weird for you. Oh, I'm excited. So this is all speculative. There is nothing official about it. But uh, Scotty Pippen and his wife divorced the last couple years. They were separated for a while, ended up getting divorced. Mm-hmm. Reports were that, and they have both denied it since then, but the reports, there was video evidence that they were spending a lot of time together, blah, 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 getting very cozy. Uh, Scotty Pippen's now ex-wife apparently had a thing with Future. You know... Russell Wilson's wife's ex-baby baby daddy. Yeah, pretty much. And he just has a thing, I guess, for athletes' wives, even though I guess you could have seen the future with Sierra and Wilson. But um, there's new reports coming out that, again, all speculative, not putting words in anyone's mouth, mouths, that Future asked Scottie Pippen for an autograph in 1998, and Scottie Pippen blew him off. It was basically like, ah, I don't have time for you. Which just adds another great wrinkle to this. I doubt it's the case, but I really hope that Future, from that day on, vowed his revenge against Scottie Pippen. And this was the culmination of all of his plans. That would be the great... That, that would be like a... That would be a Barstool documentary. I swear, that should be. If they can prove it's true. Like, oh, you blew me off for an autograph? Fine. I'm going to sleep with your wife, Scotty. <laughs> you're, you're not only a sidekick... You're now, you're now only, you, you lose your wife too. And look, I'm not, I don't know if this is definitely true. I hope it is. 
But I wouldn't need any motivation to sleep with Scottie Pippen's ex-wife, if you've ever seen her. God, she's gorgeous. So, there you go. Future is like that long-term planner you see in superhero movies, apparently. All right. Let's keep that smooth jazz. Uh, It's time for last call. All right, folks. So, Mike Irvin, you know, playmaker, the only cowboy I actually like or respect uh, because, you know, ex-Miami Hurricane, duh, was quoted this week saying about Dak Prescott, you stole four years, so whatever he gets, he deserves because you still owe him back pay. Mike. 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 All right, listen. If Dak Prescott had won two Super Bowls for the Dallas Cowboys, had won the division every year, or at least won it a few years or won one Super Bowl, at least made it past the, the first win, I would say sure. Or if Dak Prescott was at least an elite talent that kept Dallas in the game. But it's the reverse. Dak in his biggest games, and it doesn't have to be even against winning teams, his games to keep himself alive in the playoffs. He's not been good. He's never been... When I look on, walk onto a field, I don't fear Dak. When I look at the Cowboys, I fear Zeke, I fear Amari Cooper, and even for his speed, I fear Michael Gallup. And that defense, it's Vander Smith. And used to be Byron Jones. Now it's just this the skeleton they call that secondary. Demarcus Lawrence. Jerry sent a message when he paid everyone else in that team, but Dak. And I gotta I gotta agree with Jerry on this one. I think Jerry sees the writing on the wall. They're a better team. Honestly, they may be if they saw if they use Andy Dalton as a starter. Dak Prescott, Kev said it before. He doesn't think Kev, Dak should even make over $20 million a year. I agree. 19 mil is what the cap I would pay him for because his backup is probably going to make about 4 or 5 mil. And honestly, his backup may be a better player than him. Dak Prescott, yes, is a very mature leader. But also, he's not. his arm strength does not scare me. His mobility does not scare me. His toughness scares me. I mean, the, kid, the kid's tough as nails. But here's the thing. The dude lost to Carson Wentz in a bunch of lawn chairs last year when he had an easy shot. Just put him away. Game's over. You guys go to the playoffs. Couldn't do it. Couldn't drive down the field against a practice squad secondary. He lost to the Jets after starting off 4-0. And in multiple instances when I watched Dak Prescott, without Zeke Elliott, his second year looked abysmal. Zeke had a good year last year. He did. When Zeke's up, Dak looks better. Dak's numbers also, I think I think it was, what, 30-something percent of his touchdowns and yardage were in the fourth quarter when they had the lead. I want confirm. I have to get confirmation on those numbers, so don't quote me on this. But Yeah, you can look them up later. Yeah, I'll look them up later. But I'm telling you right now, Dak does not deserve back pay. Dak does not deserve a monster contract. As an Eagles fan, please, Dallas, throw him $50 million a year for the next 10 years, okay? I want more Dak because you know what Dak, more Dak equals, Kevin? It means a lot of Darius Slay interceptions, Fletcher Cox sacks, and Carson Wentz division trophies. I, I, I'm I, for it completely because they won't be able to pay their line. They won't be able to give Zeke a second contract. They won't be able to pay Gallup or C.D. Lamb, and they'll never be able to fill that tight end spot. I am fine with it. So, you know what, Mike? I agree. Screw over your Dallas' salary cap. Pay Dak. 
I love it. You got anything to contribute to that? Uh, no. Because uh, I, I can think for once, Kevin's actually starting to agree with me a little bit. No, not necessarily. Oh, wow. I think... You do, uh, agree, you do agree Dak needs to get paid... Should not be paid over, like, $20 million a year. Yes, but I think, um... Like I said, I think not paying Zeke a second contract might end up working out for the Cowboys. I they don't think... They've had great history drafting running backs post-Emmett, though. Marco Murray led the league in rushing yards. One year. He actually okay. was pretty good in Philly. We wasted him, though. Um, also, I mean, I don't think... More Dak will mean Darius Slay interceptions necessarily. Dak's pretty good at not throwing a bunch of picks. True. But when his best tight end... It, when, I, I don't know. We're going to see this year definitely how this, the new-look Eagles defense versus Dak is going to look. Because Dak has been very opportunistic in the fact that every time the Eagles have played him, they've either had one or less of their starters in. But, you know, that's just... That's hearsay at this point. We're, gonna, we're definitely going to... It's, it's going to be an interesting season, but... I think Mike Irvin, I think people really got to understand Dak. Honestly, I think Dallas should say, here, here's your salary cap. Um, we're going to try to trade you or move up in the draft. Hey, listen, trade Dak for a top three pick and see if you can get move up to number one. Go get Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields. Justin Fields feels like a Dallas quarterback to me, honestly. Eh. You know, lack of mechanics. Uh... Mobility's good, but we don't know about his arm strength. It feels like Dallas to me. All right, well, folks, that wraps it up for us today. Of course, Corner Booth pregame will be on Thursday. Maybe a podcast. We don't know. The sports news is starting to pick up more and more. We'll see how it looks. Um, if it's not, you know, you get a full hour of us boys at 6.30 on Twitter. I think Periscope, too, I believe, right? Yeah. It, it's always a fun time. Um, you know, we always cast some crazy outfits on. Last week we did Hawaiian sh- belly up shirts. The year week before we did Hawaiian shirts. We'll figure it out. It- it's always a good time. Also, if you ever missed one of our pregames, they're on Twitter. I mean, not on Twitter. They're on YouTube. Uh, they're on booth. Twitter too. They're on Twitter too. But yeah, on- at Corner Booth. Uh, what's the- what's the handle for YouTube? Corner Booth Pod, I think. Corner Booth Pod or Corner Booth Podcast. It pops up pretty quickly though. Uh, also follow us on Instagram and Twitter as well. Facebook also. I'm Jared. That's Kevin. We will see you guys Thursday. Bye. Hey guys, Jared. Thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Belly Up Podcast Network.